Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, we will continue taking your calls about the mayhem on the border. But also, just a few hours ago, former President Trump, as expected, did file an appeal all the way with the U.S. Supreme Court. This is over the ban on the ballot in the state of Colorado. Remember, he did a filing in Maine after the Secretary of State there unilaterally just decided to kick him off the ballot. And now he has filed an appeal with the U.S. Supreme Court, the highest court in the land, saying that there was no insurrection. He was no part of any insurrection. He's not an insurrectionist. And that the 14th Amendment essentially does not apply to the president of the United States. He also said, it's interesting, in the filing, repeated the lines. He said the only basic instructions that I gave that day were to tell people to peacefully and patriotically protest. I was not a part of, quote, an insurrection. I didn't push an insurrection. He says 1-6 was not an insurrection. And that it's a dangerous place to be if states across this country decide who is eligible for president versus the voters, versus Congress, via impeachment and all these other things. He said you have never seen it go to states. And to have that kind of mayhem would cause chaos across this country. And that is a very good point. Why would you ever allow individual states and their individual jurisdictions, which are often highly political, make those kind of decisions, as we're seeing with Maine, as we're seeing with Colorado. There's still 11 other states that are weighing in potentially, and he is saying this is completely inappropriate. So what do you make of the president's comments that there was no insurrection? He's not an insurrectionist, and these individual sort of local politicos should have no say in deciding if somebody should be on the ballot or not. There's also, this is really interesting, there's a a liberal activist wants a Pennsylvania court now to bar Congressman Scott Perry from the state's primary ballot in the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, In the suit that uh, this liberal activist is seeking, saying that Perry engaged in, quote, insurrectionist activity and cannot appear on the state's ballot under the Constitution's insurrection clause. So they're now going into local uh, legislators or state legislators in this case. This is a congressman, Scott Perry, Republican. And they're saying because he was, you know, a part of a number of the folks that were aligned with some of the folks tied to January 6th, there were a lot of members of Congress Uh, that were supportive of those people that showed up on the Capitol that day. And they continue to say that they were supportive of those people who were speaking out and were upset about the election and, you know, showed up on January 6th. And Scott Perry, I remember they even took his cell phone at one point. Remember during the investigation, they were going through 
his cell phone. The FBI seized it during the investigation when they were looking into the 2020 election. And so they're saying because he was closely aligned with Trump and closely aligned with some of the people tied to January 6th, that he should not be on the Pennsylvania April 23rd primary ballot. That is ridiculous. But this is such a perfect example of how this totally runs amok, that anybody could say, well, oh, well, that person's an insurrectionist. Anybody who's close to Trump or knew anybody or said anything you know, supportive of January 6th, what they're now suddenly going to be kicked off the ballot? And as we were just talking about the border, you could make the case that what Biden has done in the border and and Mayorkas and others uh, certainly contends as creating an insurrection in this country. I would say having so much fentanyl fentanyl crossing the border, that could be creating an insurrection, allowing all these people that could be sleeper cells across this country, more than 100 on our terrorist watch list. That could be an insurrection. You could kind of see where this is going. And that's why that is such a dangerous, slippery slope. But you knew this was just a matter of time. Not only are they going to try to kick Trump off the ballot, anybody who has ever even said the word Trump will probably try to get kicked off the ballot by some liberal activist who says, oh, well, the 14th Amendment applies to them or applies to this one. Uh, Boy, is this a dangerous place to be in American jurisprudence. And here is Alina Haba, uh, one of Trump's lead attorneys, talking about the Democrats' attempt to get him kicked off the ballot, the former president. And she says this is all about politics. Listen to this. It's the narrative they love to do to scare you, right, to make you think that the Constitution actually isn't correct on this one, that it's just, in fact, that we have a Supreme Court that is MAGA-ized. I mean, I've never heard them use a phrase that is all positive. Make America great again. It's not destroy America. It's not corrupt our children, open our borders. It's make America great again. And they use it to scare these incredibly radical left people and to make them believe that the Supreme Court, the highest court in this country, would be as radical and ridiculous as some of the corrupt Soros-backed AGs and DAs that I've seen in court uh, against Donald Trump. It's a tactic. It's a a typical left-wing tactic. We've seen it time and time again. I'm looking forward to seeing what their decision is. They are going to have to make tough decisions, obviously. But to me, the law is very clear. You can, you know, there's due process. There's rights to trial. There's rights to be heard. You can't call someone an insurrectionist that never did an insurrection, that's never been guilty of an insurrection. It's un-American. It's ridiculous. And it's frankly election interference at its finest. They're just desperate. And also, President Joe Biden is going to be marking the third anniversary of the January 6th, uh, you know, case that happened on Capitol Hill, the protests, whatever you want to call it, the riots, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he's going to be doing it, get this, uh, with a speech at Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, saying how democracy is on the line and everything is on the line. And that's why you got to pick Joe Biden. Everything out of his mouth is January 6th, January 6th. I would say some of these actions trying to kick President Trump off the ballot, that is a threat to democracy. Uh, more than a lot of the people that we saw out there on January 6th at the Capitol. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. I'd also say what's going on in the border uh, could constitute, again, an insurrection and a threat to the homeland and be a threat to our democracy. 
And earlier today, the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, was there at the border, and he said this is a self-destructive move by Joe Biden, self-destructive to our homeland. Take a listen to what uh, Speaker Johnson had to say about President Biden. We have over 7 million illegal encounters at the border, nearly 2 million known gotaways, and that doesn't count the many that are undetected, at 312 suspects on the terrorist watch list that have been apprehended. We have no idea how many terrorists have come into the country and set up terrorism cells across the nation. Last month alone, we saw the most illegal crossings in recorded history. It is an unmitigated disaster, a catastrophe. And what's more tragic is that it's a disaster of the president's own design. It is by the president's own design. I would call that a threat to democracy. Uh, that's where maybe uh, the uh, if he wants to talk about threat to democracy, maybe he should visit the border. Because remember, he just did a little walkthrough that one time. And then the time before, I think it was during a campaign visit, he happened to be uh, lost in a border town, something like that. 1-800-848-9222. one 848 Nine two two two. Uh, let's go to Paula. Your thoughts about all of this, Paula? Yes. Uh, good evening. I love your show. Uh, when you look at a tapestry from the bottom, you see a whole bunch of erratic threads that don't seem to have any kind of coherence. But when you look at the tapestry from the top, everything goes into place. All the colors, all the borders, everything is perfect. So when you look at uh, the present day administration, if you see it through the eyes of patriots, you will see it through or through Trump, um, you will see it through the bottom where all the threads are disorganized. But when you look at it from the top, where everything is beautiful, you will see it from the New World Order, the UN New World Order. And all these people who are coming in, who are being taken care of, they are the new recruits. These are the military of a New World Order, and in a military, you have everything that you have is taken care of by the state. Just realize that this is being accomplished. And uh, this is what has been promised, that a Build Back Better will be accomplished. And there is going to be... But Paula, I got to correct you. I, I hear where you're going. Um, and you're right. I do think it is part of this master plan. I got to correct you on the last part because it's Build Back Better. Is this better for America? Is there anybody out there? I mean, do you honestly, I'm not saying you, um, but, and I, and obviously they don't seem to care if it's better for America. Uh, they just want to bring them in because they, I think their goal is obviously, yes, to create this sort of new population, but new voting population too, because they're all looking at it at politics. If they really cared about this homeland, uh, even if they're in some rosy-colored glasses that they think everybody should be an illegal uh, migrant coming into the country, uh, they are clearly not saying we have to protect the homeland first. That should be the first priority, the sovereignty of this country. If a country doesn't have borders, you don't have a country. I mean, it, this, is, this is so 
dangerous what they're doing uh, for whatever their ideology. And I agree with you. I do think I think you hit it on the head that they see this as like a beautiful vision. Uh, but there's nothing beautiful about seeing, you know, as many as 10 to 12,000 illegal migrants crossing our border, unvetted across our border every single day. Uh, I call that hell on earth. I don't call that uh, that beauty. Um, but but I hear where you're going, and I think you are exactly right. In their mind, that is how they see it. Uh, but that's a scary place to be, I think. And I think we're 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 in for a very dangerous future. That's what really concerns me. Real quick, let's go to Robert, line three. Robert, your thoughts. Uh, I was going to ask for your indulgence tonight, Rita, because I had a long-term view of what's going to go on with this after the politics with the immigrants that stay in America. Sure, go ahead. Okay, I think that if Trump wins, there are going to be a lot of deportations at the federal level and red states, but it's mostly going to be people who come in contact with law enforcement, okay? This will cause a lot of the immigrants who don't have good intentions to flee to blue states where they don't have to worry about that. A lot of the immigrants that remain in red states that aren't deported are going to wind up being taxpaying working citizens who I think will go 50-50 Democrat-Republican. But the blue states are not going to fare very well because they're going to get all the ones that don't want to participate in the American dream. Uh, Finally, I had a quick idea for a movie that's topic-related and clean. Okay? Let's hear it. I I love a good movie idea. Go ahead. (laughs) A a quasi-government agency recruits specially trained illegal immigrants to go out and track down the people that are on Jeffrey Epstein's list. You can call the movie Aliens vs. Predators 2. You have yourself a wonderful (laughs) night, Rita. Wow. They might have a lot of work to do because that list that just came out, uh, it's a long list, Robert, but that's a good one. Uh, I like it. I like where you're going, and I like that at least we can laugh because, uh, boy, the people on that list aren't laughing, I don't think, tonight that they came out with. Uh, you know, ex-visits to the island, ex-visits here, ex-visits there. Uh, and apparently most of the names are out. Some more names are going to be coming soon in the future, too. But uh, I always love a good twist. So that's good, Robert. Thank you very much. And I'm glad your daughter, again, is on her way home. I know she's on the carrier that's on the way back to the United States. And that's wonderful news, my friend. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Bruno. He's your numero uno. This is the Rita Cosby Show.
by the way, as we are talking about what's going on with President Trump uh, and these efforts to kick him off the ballots, there are also increased efforts in New York uh, to try to get him off the ballot in New York State as well. And tonight, again, President Trump appealing to the U.S. Supreme Court on the Colorado ban. But this is just this to me is so out of control. We talked about also the fact that Scott Perry, the congressman there in Pennsylvania, that their efforts by a liberal activist to kick him off because he's associated with Trump and he was supportive of some of the people who were there on January 6th. Uh, give me a break. What, if you, like, sneezed on January 6th, are they going to go after you, too? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Joaquin, line three. Joaquin, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Happy New Year to you. Thank you, you too. Happy New Year to Stan, <laughs> my favorite communist. Hey, you know something? It, there's, there's a lesson here, too, though. Unfortunately, you know, that lady before who was talking about, you know, the globalist agenda, you know, she hit a lot of things on the head. And let's take Donald Trump, okay, his, his, when he was president. The first two years when they had control of everything, the House, the Senate, you know, and the presidency, you know, the, the, the establishment basically hindered him. You know, it, it, he wanted to build the wall. He was doing everything right, but yet somehow he was hindered. And even when it came down to the Russia collusion thing, they could have stopped it dead in its tracks, but they didn't, you know. Um, so unfortunately, you know, we have to watch out. People have to really educate themselves on the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, and even the, the United Nations, UN Agenda uh, 2030. And, uh, I mean, hopefully Donald Trump does get in. But, you know, the Republicans in the red states, they need to start playing the same game as the Democrats. It's time to stop being Mr. Nice Guy. Then we got to start taking people off the ballots, you know, and we got to start fighting fire with fire. Yeah, they should throw it back. I agree. They should say, hey, listen, uh, let's take X off um, for this reason. You could say border. You could say this. You could. There's a lot of reasons uh, if you want to start creating, okay, what could cause an insurrection to this country. So I, I agree with you, Joaquin. They got to start playing the same game and saying, uh, well, this is obscene. And then the Supreme Court, I would hope that the Supreme Court, when they get this, that they throw it right out uh, because uh, they obviously should. That's the appropriate thing to do. Uh, I think it should hopefully be a unanimous decision saying, listen, we can't have these courts, you know, in states suddenly surreptitiously doing this. But you just never know. I mean, the Supreme Court has had some weird decisions of late um, and you just never know. Remember, Roberts has done some wild card things. So, uh, you know, you you never know where it's going to go. Joaquin, thank you. Let's go to Norm. Line five, Norm. Hey, Rita. Um, My name is Norman. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm a January 6th veteran and I am not an insurrectionist. (laughs) I'm glad you cleared all that up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like the, the way they do that in AA, I think, you know. By, so, by the anyway. way, did you see what they did with Scott Perry? I mean, it, that that to me, uh, actually, Norm, do me a favor. Stay with us if you could, okay? Well, I'm going to carry you over uh, after the break, too, as well, because I want to get your thoughts about all of this and the fact that they're now going after the Pennsylvania congressman uh, saying, well, he was near January 6th. I mean, this is really no limits. Cosby is on. 
are talking on the Rita Cosby show about the craziness that they are now trying to kick President Trump off many other ballots. New York is also working on efforts as well as he is appealing to the U.S. Supreme Court, which I'll be stunned if they don't actually decide to do that immediately and to review the cases and hopefully throw it out. Because, boy, is it a disaster for this country. Also, we're talking about Claudine Gay. That is the president of Harvard, who has now resigned, as we know. And Bill Ackman, who is a big, big supporter of many of these different universities, including Harvard. And he has come down hard uh, saying that, boy, there are a lot of problems and that the Harvard board should also resign because they have been supportive of this President Claudine Gay, who had that disastrous appearance, of course, before Capitol Hill. And in the meantime, we're also hearing from Al Sharpton, who says it's all about racism, that every black woman in the U.S. now is essentially under attack uh, that this is racism, and that's the reason for the problems. And the reason that Claudine Gay got ousted, which is far from the truth, uh, she got ousted because of all the allegations of plagiarism, and she got ousted because of that abysmal testimony on Capitol Hill, uh, where she couldn't figure out what to do with people who made anti-Semitic comments, if it was even anti-Semitic, or uh, how far things should go on campus. It, it, it's a mess. But the fact that they cry racism every single time. And no surprise that Al Sharpton is joining the parade on this one. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we are talking about these efforts to try to kick Trump off the ballot. Uh, what a dangerous place we are in America that a local official or officials are trying to to do that. And that's what Trump said in the filing tonight, that this is an affront to justice. It is election interference. Let's go to Norm. Back to Norm there on line five. Uh, Norm, uh, I know you started by uh, your uh, your Alcoholics Anonymous message. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so sorry we had a hard break there. Uh, but yeah, you were there on January 6th, and Trump tonight yes, said in the filing, he's not an insurrectionist, that January mm-hmm. 6th wasn't an insurrection. Mm-hmm. And and he's like, basically, give it up. Um, where do you see this headed? Um, God willing, if the, if the Supreme Court is worth anything, they will overturn these things. I mean, I, I, I love how they're trying to link me and all these people. Like, what, what are we, Jefferson Davis or Robert E. Lee? I, lo- I, you know, I, 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 I love he's going to Valley Forge, right? President Biden's going to Valley Forge for this solemn day. What a rally that got out of hand! I don't know. It's 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 great. Okay. Uh, yeah, isn't that a classic? He's going to be there, right? On yeah. uh, like democracies on the maybe line. Valley Forge. I you know I would say creating ninety one charges against your top political opponent that could be a threat mm-hmm. to democracy, Norm. Yes, it is certainly. And uh, look, I, I mean, look, I'm hoping this stuff gets worked out. I mean, it's like this is a nightmare. And I wish someone would wake me up from it. It's every day. It's just, you know, what what, what the hell is going on with America? You know, what, what yeah. is going on? I agree. I agree. To me, uh, it, there are so many things that are wrong and disjointed and double standards that we're hearing 
um, especially from, you know, the Biden administration. And yet, you know, nothing on the border. Uh, don't worry about it. You know, everything's no. fine there. Uh, nothing to worry about. Uh, Norm, I'm glad you cleared it all up with your uh, Alcoholics Anonymous confession there. That's always appreciated. Norm, thank you. Let's go to Stan. Line one. Stan, uh, you got to admit that was not an insurrection activity by the president. But go ahead. Let me straighten out the previous caller, that, that phony creep, the guy who stood around. You know, as much as I despise all of the people that he said it was just a minor situation, as much as I despise all of those people that uh, tried this insurrection and half and many of them were arrested and deservingly so, this guy stood around and basically went, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, he's an insurrectionist, boy. He's the type. He did nothing. As much as I hate them all, he just stood around. Yeah, you can trust a guy like him. Let me tell you something. Uh, hang okay? on, hang on. Before we go further, so you agree that it was not an insurrection, correct? I, it was an insurrection. I didn't say it wasn't. You don't listen. I'm asking you. You agree that he didn't start an insurrection. Absolutely you, he did. Oh, you're saying he did. You just said, said he did nothing. Where, where have I been for the last month? Haven't you heard anything? Yeah, I said? I, no, Obviously I'm asking not. what you said tonight. Because tonight, tonight you sound same, like... No, I'm talking about Norm, the previous caller. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you were talking oh, about oh, Trump. I'm sorry. Maybe I didn't make myself Yeah, clear. I thought you, I I thought you started with Norm and then moved on was... to Orange Man Bad like you do no, no, every time. I'll, I'll go off him in a minute. But the guy that just called gives us a, a story. Uh, I'm an He was there. He was there. Were you there, Stan? Were you there, Stan? I hate them. He stood around and looked and watched. Yeah, he's the type that does that. You know, he has no guts. He didn't even join those idiots and so forth. So what does that say about A lot of people. He's the guy that looks. A lot of people. You're talking about, are you referring to the last caller or Trump now? Which one are you referring to uh, when you're saying the last caller, the person who looks? All right. First of all, since Norm is not here. Norm, uh, there there were a lot of people that were there on January 6th. Yeah, that went right. with good intentions and oh, questioned intentions. the election. Yeah, good intentions. Yeah, they, yeah come it's on. Stan, 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 Stan if you break, think lady. that that was an organized insurrection, that was the worst organized insurrection I've ever heard in my life. Because they didn't come, uh, you know, with guns a-blazing and bullets. The only person we've heard who was killed was Ashley Babbitt, the woman. Remember by the cop. By the rogue cop who probably uh, who had problems apparently in the in the past about handling his gun, you know. So so don't give me that, Stan. You know. Uh, but let's move on to let's move on to the point. Don't let's you think? Don't you think it is a dangerous place? Uh, now tonight we're hearing that Pennsylvania, this liberal activist in I Pennsylvania, said, says kick Trump. off kick off the other guy too. Let's That's a dangerous place, Trump. Stan. Let's go back to Trump. I want to. I have mentioned before. I've been pretty consistent. I think that the Supreme Court will overturn these things. I've said it before, but I guess you don't listen. Yeah, I do listen. Sometimes no, I, it's gobbledygook, it. but I, I listen. They'll it. <laughs> they'll overturn, no, they'll overturn this one. I, again, this will be decided in a court of law. If he's convicted, then the Supreme Court will have to show their guts one way or the other, or this country will go down. That's one of If he's convicted of the crime and when they, in January, you know, January 6th, or in Atlanta, then we will know. I agree. It will be turned over. The Supreme Court won't let these stand. I agree with on that point. Of and view. they I've shouldn't. And they shouldn't. Because that's a dangerous place. I said you know? I'm I happy. Yeah, but you seem to think that, okay, let's talk about, you know, uh, you think that what? That the Jack case, Smith? January 6th you think the Atlanta. January 6th uh, the case? Georgia. 
Uh, and and you've also said the classified documents, if I don't recall, right? I mean, you you feel classified well, if documents he, if too. If they find him guilty of it, I'm not the one that's sitting on the jury. But if they find him guilty, it's a major crime. But here's the point: I agree with you. I absolutely agree that I think uh, Colorado. And if New York does it, the same thing the New York will do. In fact, he'll lose New York anyway, but it doesn't mean anything. No, the point is they will over, I agree with you. They will overthrow it because they can't do it. They have no, there's no case, there's no state of law that has been shown. No case has been tried or adjudicated. So once that happens, if there is a trial and he's found guilty of it or whatever by Jack uh, Smith, well, by a really public. impartial jury in D.C. that well, is uh, like ninety percent, uh, you know, Democrat. That's for sure. You can be sure that little kingdom over there isn't going to be down there. So it usually is where he, the crime is committed. So if it's there and it's com- if the trial goes on and he's found guilty, he can be found innocent too. I'll say it. He can be found innocent. If he found innocent, there'll be parades for him. But if he is found guilty, then the Supreme Court will have to stand up one way or the other and show their guts and do what has to be done. And it's obviously it's totally new law. You know that, reader as well as I do. It is. Uh, so although I, I, I don't have a lot of faith in a D.C. jury to make an impartial well, decision. I do. I do. Oh, I, I know you do. And Stan, I'm an thank American. You. If you have no faith, then you're the problem. Uh, That's you the know jury. what? Uh, I don't have faith because I think they've already well, said, oh, Trump guilty. Just like, how about in New York? How about the judge in New York who was like, oh, yeah, he's guilty. And now let's just decide well, well, how, how much. How about at Margolo? Is you that know? better for you? Uh, it's called Mar-a-Lago. Um, so, yeah, Mar-a-Lago, let's Mar-a-Lago. try to get it's the name right. Margolo. Margolo, Whatever the hell it is, you know. Norm, never a dull, I mean, Stan, never a dull moment as you're hey, talking about Norm and everybody else. Wait a minute. Happy New Year. I have to tell you. Thank you, Stan. Thank you. you. Know, so kind and loving. 2024 is a better year for everybody. Yeah, let's pray. And for Trump, too. Except for Trump. I got mine in, too. Thank okay. you, Stan, you. very much. Let's go to Isaac in Pennsylvania. Isaac, give me some sanity. Yeah, I'm just. I think I don't know. Based on listening, to, uh, listening to Stan a lot, I think he's a child molester. Oh, wait, 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 wait. All right, I, I, I don't always defend Stan, but I will okay. say, where did you get that one from? Because his voice, and he's from Queens. I know some guys, Stan. I made basically. I made based on my observation. Again, you know, everyone is entitled to their opinion. Well, wait a minute. Are you like an expert in the field or something? I'm just saying, I'm entitled to say whatever I want to say. You know, Stan can can just say, can just throw out stuff without proof, without, you know, just throw out stuff and call people names. So then you feel you can do the same. Well, listen, I I don't want to. Because I feel, no, I actually know a child molester has a very similar voice. Well, well, let me let me let me say this, Isaac. That obviously is is not the case. I'll defend Stan. um, And you can talk about his politics or whatever else. um, And I don't want to get into the tit for tat. Uh, although uh, he certainly likes to throw everything out about everybody else, but I will defend him and this, I will defend that. I understand. Yeah, yeah, no, and, he and, can't call me anti-Semite because I'm Jewish. So, well, he's by the way, I, 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 he's actually been very consistent to Stan's credit, Isaac. He's yeah, actually yeah, been yeah. no, he has actually uh, Stan, I believe, is Jewish himself, um, and he has right, actually right. been very supportive 
of, you know, of the Jewish faith and also angry at the protesters. So, I mean, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to let you throw barbs out there unfairly, but I appreciate the call, Isaac. All right. Uh, I'll I'll let you give you that one. Uh, That is for sure. And now, everybody, we will continue your calls, everybody, after the break. But now let's go to our support, our heroes. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment. And a very powerful story coming from Richmond, Virginia, where a longtime Washington Football fan, Richmond veteran Ben King, was honored by the team on the 17th anniversary of his Alive Day. Indeed, that is the day that King survived an IED blast while serving overseas. He says, time slowed down. I saw this bright light and this kind of sparkling little pieces of metal and glass rushing towards my face, King said of the blast that hit his Humvee during his deployment to Iraq. Recognized during Sunday's game versus San Francisco was even more meaningful to King because of the work that he's put into recovering from the war. His physical injuries could have been catastrophic, but he counted himself lucky to be able to return to duty eventually and finish his one-year tour. He returned home, by the way, in April 2007 with a Purple Heart. And stepping onto FedEx Field and being recognized, he says, was an experience that King says he could treasure because he was present in a way that he could not have been many years ago. On his journey to wellness, the veteran began a blog called Armor Down, and he held events such as Mindful Memorial Day. To this day, he continues to coach other veterans in adapting their military skills for civilian life through a weekly Zoom session. And also, Veteran King now also serves as the operations director for the Virginia War Memorial. And everybody, I always love doing our Support Our Heroes segment, and we'll continue your calls after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. Never to miss an opportunity. Civil rights activist Reverend Al Sharpen says that he's going to picket uh, the billionaire hedge fund manager Bill Ackman's office after Bill Ackman played a role in helping to get rid of the president of Harvard after her dismal display and reactions to these anti-Semitic protests, remember, that are taking place all over her college campus. Uh, And in fact, he is saying it's basically all about race that she got kicked off. I mean, that is so incendiary and reckless uh, and typical of Al Sharpton saying uh, that it's an attack on every black woman in this country who put a crack in the glass ceiling. 
that this is about race. And that's what she said also when she left. It's not about race. It's about the fact that she couldn't answer a basic question. And it's also the fact of all these allegations of plagiarism. There were so many things. But her testimony on Capitol Hill is what drove it, not her skin color. To me, it is so dangerous and so reckless of Al Sharpton and saying now he's going to start, what, uh, picketing in front of Bill Ackman's office, the guy who was pushing. So I want to play. This is Cut 23. And this is a combination. There's a whole bunch of hosts out there who also were saying pretty similar things to what Al Sharpton was saying. Listen to their reaction about Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, resigning. Harvard's first black president, a woman named Claudine Gay, resigned her position. Everything from a bad faith hearing on campus anti-Semitism to unfounded plagiarism charges were thrown at her. I don't think it's fair to say all of her critics were racist, but certainly... A few of them were. It looks as though she was targeted. Do you think this is a race issue just as much as it is an issue about um, anti-Semitism? Did race have anything to do with it? You could make the case that because she was African-American that she was given a pass. I mean, to sit there and say, oh, well, they're kicking her out because of a race. Are you kidding me? And apparently President Barack Obama was very helpful in trying to keep her on and making strong pleas to Harvard saying, you got to keep her, you got to keep her, you got to keep her. I mean, race is not the reason behind her resignation. That is appalling. Everything they go back to, it's race, race, race. Uh, That is so unfair to so many accomplished African-Americans who have a much more esteemed background then the president of Harvard, the former president, who, by the way, is still going to be making $888,000 a year, nearly $900,000 a year now as a professor because she's tenured. She's not going anywhere. So to me, this is just outrageous that they're going and using the race card. Let's go to David, line three. Uh, Ray, go ahead, David, your thoughts about this. Yeah, Rita, before I say what I have to say, I want to tell you, I congratulate you for defending the Jewish faith and defending the state of Israel. You're a very true friend, and I love to listen to your show, listen to religiously every night. Thank you, thank you. We have to stand strong for Israel. Thank you, David. It's not just for Israel. It's Israel and America and the Western culture. Believe you me, it's one thing. I agree. It's civilization, right? I agree. Regarding regarding the Ms. Gay, whatever her name is, I have to agree, I'm saying it sarcastically with Trump, it was about race. What You know what? Getting the job. That's right. You know what? You are correct. You're right. Uh, you, know, you know what? Exactly. You know right. What? She is... never would have been in the position, I don't think, if she wasn't an African-American. Exactly. And all African-Americans, I know black Americans, they're embarrassed because of that, because it doesn't give them a legitimacy when they do accomplish something. Yeah, you're right. It degrades everybody else and it lowers and and it, and it's sad because there are a lot of very well-qualified, uh, learned folks who sure. could have handled those answers that are African-American uh, that certainly deserve to be in important positions. And uh, and I think you're right. It's a slap in the face to them. It's it's absolutely the opposite. I agree. They should. They exactly. should. There's a lot of good qualified ones that should be there, and not people who can't of even course. answer a basic question. I'd love to see. I'd love to see an, an, a black American who is conservative and, and does the right thing. I would be proud of this. 
Well, by the way, we need some more balance in uh, in universities, too, because there was a poll the other day. It was either three or six percent, but it was single digits, David, uh, that are conservative that are in university leadership. So we need more balance there, too. That is really important. Uh, David, thank you. And thank you for your nice words, too. Uh, it means so much. And we are keeping our thoughts and prayers with Israel for not just Israel, as you point out, but for the world. Let's go to Stephen. Uh, line five. Uh, Stephen, uh, your reaction. Yeah, Al Sharpton has just offended Professor Claire Swain, uh, Carol Swain of Vanderbilt, the woman that Claudine Gay plagiarized for. So as long as we have to have a racial composition of the president of Harvard, why not substitute Professor Carol Swain as the president of Harvard? Yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, You're right, because she was the one who had those uh, papers that were plagiarized, she says, from Claudine Gay. And she's a very intelligent, articulate woman. Uh, That would actually that would actually be the right thing to do at this point. That would be perfect.